You're listening to Courting in Color with your hosts, Shatrice and Louise. Hello and welcome back, Courting Cuties, to another episode of Courting in Color. I'm Shatrice. Hey y'all, this is Louise. Ooh, you're sounding like very like calm and carefree i love it <laughs> louise tell the cuties what have you been up to this last oh couple of weeks we didn't report last week so yo what have you been up to i feel like a lot has happened but i'm not just i'm just whatever what have you been up to <laughs> um well these last two weeks were definitely busy um yeah stressful at work just you know projects and meetings um most recently like in the last 24 hours or is it now like 30 hours anyway in the last 30 hours got my second dose of the vaccine oh yeah and right before recording <laughs> i just had the biggest sleep uh, oh good and sweated out this fever mm. that i have i think i feel okay but i'm gonna we'll see how i feel tomorrow because it was it was a journey that i'm oh my god glad to be done with yeah it was it was bad. so it was like 30 hours straight no 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 it was only as of this morning so okay yeah day of the only thing i felt was soreness um, okay and this morning i woke up with like you know like really i thought i was just like oh this is fine but then i got to work and i was like oh no i'm like chills and body aches and just like low yeah. energy and grogginess and so I left work early and oh I my god like, good time thank you <laughs> thanks very much well I'm glad you're feeling better you look good like you look all you know thank you clean and I'm clear like so, and under control so warm I'm like Are I don't you? know if I'm like am I is this a fever is this like body heat it might be well it also could be <laughs> am I in heat like I don't know what's going on <laughs> oh my gosh that's good I think I'm you already know my like nervousness and anxiety about the COVID vaccine and Tamara, who was supposed to be my accountability buddy, totally blanked and forgot about me. So I think <laughs> I am going to wait into the summer because someone else emailed me literally today and was like, look, I can't come to this meeting. I just got the second COVID shot and I have been in bed all day. And I was like, Okay, and we just, like, this is a busy time for us. I'm like, yeah. I think I'm just going to, like, wait a little bit until it's busy so I can just be like, I'm out for a week, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, what else has been going on? I am meeting the parents of the partner. So that's yes. a thing. It's, you know, a time. As I, as I told you. The in-laws, like, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> we're not married, nor engaged. Um <laughs> As a social trees, I'm typically good with parents. I think it's like the chubby cheeks that help and the dimple. Um, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I'm really good, especially white parents. I'm like. Um, so I'm proud of myself because this past week or since we last recorded, I passed my court mandated drugs. <laughs> for your reckless driving. <laughs> and when I tell you this, I was, and I have to do it all online. I was very pumped. So since I got, you have to go in person and sit in that room for eight hours or I have no idea how long your driving school was supposed to be, but yes, that's literally because they time it out. Even the online stuff is technically eight hours because like it won't let you progress until like 40 seconds have like passed. So it took me like three days. To, like, oh my God. Yes. But I was, but it was cheaper and I could obviously do it from my couch. So I was like, oh yeah, this is a win. And I was so nervous. Because some fucking Barbara was like, oh, honey, even if you do it online, you still have to come in person. And I was like, so I had to call the DMV and double check and you know, do all this. And they're like, if it was on our website, then it is fine. Like, however you take it. And, and in the end, they literally asked you a couple of those, like, which of these streets have you lived on to, like, confirm your identity? Oh, so good. It was totally fine. So I passed. I had to get 40 out of 50 questions correct. And wow. I'm not going to say how I assisted myself. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I'm, I'm assuming the government is listening right now. So <laughs> all I will the say point is you passed. I passed, <laughs> yes. And I screenshot the congratulations <laughs> just in case anyone wants to question me. So that was really, um, really great. And uh, yeah, like I've gone on a couple of good dates. Um, we painted some grapes. I'm about to start a vineyard, y'all. And so... I can't wait until Kirby Bell's now. Vineyard Wine. Yes, I will be a part of the Black Girls Wine Club or whatever. Um, but yes, Louise, what is one adult thing you've done this week or since we last recorded? 
Um, well, I would say definitely getting the second <laughs> the second dose. Yes, that is very responsible. Is adulting. <sighs> Maybe it's not adulting so much as millennial shit. I've processed my stress through memes on my Instagram. So I've seen an influx. <laughs> so I think that's like a millennial thing I've done. I'm like, you know, it's better than the alternative, which is drinking. So mm-hmm. I, you know, yeah, it's been a while since I've been that stressed. And last time I was that stressed, I was like partying every weekend. So, you know, mm. well, this is a, it's a better way of coping. Um, so one adult thing I did this week was get my braces removed. Yes, how do you feel? Child, I feel so good. (laughs) I'm like, oh my gosh, like, look at my teeth. Like, I can go back to taking selfies again. Mm -hmm. Do you see the difference? Like, do you actually see it and feel? Now that's where I'm like, Uh hmm, what did I just pay for? These teeth kind of look the same. But then I have to remind myself that my teeth were never super visibly crooked. Like you have to get up real close to see like mm-hmm. they were just like very compact and like didn't have enough space. And so this was really the process, like giving my teeth that are, I guess, kind of, you know, my teeth, much like my body is plus size. <laughs> and so just giving them space, space to breathe like they were so tight like sometimes the dentist had like a hard time getting like a floss up in there, which I was oh, like, wow. oh, I can floss, but like, okay. Um, but I, I appreciate her not wanting to puncture my gums. So um, so now they're like straight, obviously. And they're like, you know, there's enough space for them. I have had so many teeth removed at this point. I'm surprised there's no gaps. And I just want to give a shout out to all of you amazing cuties who were so kind as to tell me that it didn't look like I had braces when I did have braces. <laughs> that meant a lot. And there's no official shout outs for the culture, but I did just want to shout out because I feel like I've texted you about him so many times. (laughs) So for the culture, I have to shout out the fall from Grace of Derek Jackson, who apparently is is dating. Yeah. I literally didn't know anything about him until this comedian I followed was making fun of him um, (laughs) for all of his shit. So I I decided like one of these days we're going to do like a, a dating pop culture episode and like mm. talk about like all the dating coaches and experts because I really do want to understand what makes someone an expert because well we, if you listen to another podcast that just premiered this week talking about this segment was devoted to them apparently to be a dating coach you need to be sleeping around that's how they <laughs> well, let me tell you something. in 2018 I would have made for a great dating coach well oh sorry and dating around while you're in a relationship so cheating basically oh oh uh, uh. <laughs> Okay, which is basically what Derek Jackson did. I, I don't really know who he is other than this Black man with obnoxiously large, um, me and my girl Monet calls them um, arm thighs. He has arms or thigh arms. Is that what we call them? Something like that. His arms are as big as my thighs. Like they're just so- now, Muscle big. or just chunky? Muscle, like oh. like you literally stay at the gym like all day, every day. Like- but yes. Um, and so he like has a lot of like, tips on how to treat a lady but he like films a lot of them in his car which I don't really understand yeah, <laughs> and I was like I, was this when your wife kicked you out from cheating the first two times I don't know <laughs> when he when he did that confession video he was like using plurals like he was like women and I messed up multiple oh, like, it yes, was like yes. not like I just messed up once like it was like and she was just sitting there in her bonnet <laughs> I was gonna say I would love to do an episode on dating coaches in general because like as I submitted us for this opportunity I feel like most dating and relationship podcast famous people are like it's a super misogynistic and sexist and like anti-queer and I just don't get it Mm -hmm. particularly like I've noticed with like black and brown communities like it's Mm -hmm. all about just being like the woman is wrong the woman is wrong like nothing about queer folks nothing about trans folks and I'm like I guess people like that because it's a hot topic and you get quote unquote dialogue. But I'm like, I just want to hold space for black and brown people and BIPOC folks to talk about their dating and relationship experience. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think this needs to be an argumentative. Like, I- I'm surprised at the hotepery w- with dating and relationships. So many hoteps. So many hoteps. So little time. Well, yes, because, well, and, excuse me. Sorry, my ears are like, <laughs> and so that's, 
the thing that I found interesting, I didn't dive deep, deep into the Derek Jackson, you know, world or whatever, but I did watch a couple of his videos and I was like, because again, I was like, who the fuck is everyone, like, who's this guy that everyone's talking about? And I watched a couple of his videos and I was, I, I was shocked, Louise, because he was like, you know, if a guy cares about a woman, like, he'll, you know, make sure you're taken care of. He'll be thinking about you. He'll be doing these things. Like, ladies, make sure, like, this guy is, like, you know, willing to do X, Y, and Z. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. Oh. I didn't think that that is, I don't know who's going to just be another Kevin Samuels. But he oh. actually does seem to be, like, on the opposite end of the hotepery. The only problem is that, like, everything he says is now basically being invalidated because he's been cheating on his wife this whole time with multiple women. And so... It's like he has these good words. He's able to put them in book form and make money off of it, but it's not the life that he lives. So he's just a fraud in that way, I guess. But I was like, I did, I did send one of his videos to a guy and I was like, tell me what your thoughts are about this. Do you, do you agree with everything he said about how to treat a woman? And they're like, yeah, he made a couple good points. I was like, okay. All right, good to know, good to know. Right. Now, what, what, what is the Lil Nas X video? Do you know who Lil Nas, is? Lil Nas X is? Yes, Cowboys, Billy Joel. No, Billy, Billy Cyrus. <laughs> Billy Cyrus, maybe Billy Joel. Yes. yes. So yes, I don't know he's you, queer. Yes, queer, openly. openly uh-huh. So uh, Old Town Road. I don't know if you've seen it because it's kind of this week has been about like in, addic- uh, in addiction, <laughs> um, in addition to the Derek Jackson. Apparently like Lil Nas X is most recent music video for his song uh, oh. is getting, you know, everyone all riled up because he is twerking on the devil. Um, so you just need to watch it. And he's like, he's strip pulling. No, Satan, not today! <laughs> but, um, but basically, you know, people are in uh, conniptions because, you know, Lil Nas X is uh, encouraging all of us to uh, pursue uh, Satanism and he is <laughs> contributing to the moral downfall of our society. When oh basically the premise of the video is the character in the music video goes to hell for being gay because he has stones thrown at him uh, and as opposed to suffering in hell, he takes control he <laughs> and becomes the, uh, twerks on the devil, throws it back for the devil snaps his head off, takes his horns, it becomes a devil. And so people are like, well, that's a lie. <laughs> we're just, we're, we're showing you what you say about, you know, but I get gay people that they'll go to hell. And then Lil Nas X is like, well, I'm just going to take back the narrative. Yeah. Well, and before you explained it, I was like, oh, I feel like that, what I was immediately thinking was like, oh, that kind of adds to the narrative that like gay people are what is it the deplorable of going to hell or whatever yeah, but knowing that like that's kind of where he was coming from and like saying like nope like i'm just gonna you should watch leave. it if you want i, to, I mean just it for... does sound creepy i'm not gonna lie yes. <laughs> like, well, don't watch it like late at night right in <laughs> the morning with a bunch of light maybe like i don't need my spirit to be <laughs> i don't need the devil <laughs> to be all up in my dreams i'm not gonna twerk for you satan i will only twerk for jesus <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not yeah. on Jesus. Right, no, that would be a lie as well. <laughs> Are you ready to bring on our uh, guest cutie for this week? I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So we are super excited to have our next guest cutie on this week's episode, Miss Jennifer. Yes, we are so happy to have you here. So tell us, tell the cuties about yourself. Who are you and who do you typically date? Okay. Hey, everyone. So I am, I don't know. Well, uh, I guess I always start with my job. I'm an assistant professor of sociology. Um, and I guess, like, fun facts about me I'm a yoga instructor, I have a bunny named Oreo. Um, he's very small. He's less than two pounds. He's my child basically, (laughs) um, because I don't have any like actual human children. Um, and in terms of who I usually date, um, typically, well, I've only ever dated African-American men, but that doesn't mean that I'm not willing to date other races of men. Um, it's just, that's what, you know, that's the only race of men that I've dated. Um, and typically height, you know, height and stuff like that. I prefer a man who's taller than me. I'm five seven, 
but I have dated men. They're usually taller than me, but some of them are only like five eight or five nine. But mm. like, if you're asking me what I really prefer, <laughs> I <laughs> yes. would love to you have like, a basketball player. You want to like, exactly. You know. <laughs> yeah. I would love to have like a six two. I, mm. I've always liked the basketball player build as well. Mm. Like kind of tall and lean, but not like athletic, mm-hmm. you know, athletic. So that's like my ideal. But again, I've dated guys of all heights kind of. Um, and then let's see what else. You wanted to know about the dating in my area, I think. Or you- yes. So, um, well, first of all, tell yeah, describe for us what dating is like, what the dating scene is like in your town. Yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> so I, was, I, was, I was like, oh, you said you only dated these black men. I'm like, sis, where are they? Right. It's a nice area. It's just not the most diverse place. Um, mm-hmm. They're... I don't know if I should name the big hospital system here. There's a big hospital system and it employs a lot of people. And I think that's bringing in more diversity, oh. but it's- You can get a doctor. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's, you know, that's where yeah. I live. And so when I say I've dated only black guys, I mean, like, since I've been dating from like 15 to now, I don't mean like I'm <laughs> gotcha. dating a lot right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. And on that note, how would you describe your current relationship status? Extremely single. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it gets to those days where it does feel quite extreme. So I can Yes, yeah, like 110% single. When I say I have a bunny, like it's just me and him. <laughs> Y'all are just like holding it down and rocking Like he that. has gotten me through a quarantine. Yeah. Aww, those quarantine pets are real. Yeah. I love that Jennifer, you know, has had Oreo to like get her through the quarantine. Meanwhile, I've had Oreos to get me through <laughs> the quarantine. The and I'm like, okay, the good old cookies. They have really been been here for me. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, quarantine snacks are real. They've gotten yeah. a lot of people through. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that I wanted to ask, which may not be, um, I'm totally ill prepared, according cuties. I did not read. <laughs> the the uh the agenda for today i expect uh, no less today's, <laughs> for today's meeting <laughs> but jennifer like you're also dr jennifer right so you mm-hmm. are a black woman with a phd and so w- i want to know about that experience but if it's, mm. already, if it's already part of what, no go ahead what we're gonna talk about like you know what's that like being like a black woman phd i wish i knew the statistics of how many black women actually have phd obviously it's super low yeah. but yeah you're like yeah, upper upper <laughs> upper echelons is not the best way to describe it, but you know, I, know what I mean, I mean like, you're educational yeah. elite, yeah. educational elite, a, a margin within marginalized people who are educated. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's very interesting. It's like, and I'm sure you all experience this as well as high, highly educated people. Most of our friends that are highly educated as well, because we tend to hang out with people like us. Mm-hmm. But then when it comes to dating, um, for me, it makes it. I don't know. It's weird. It's like, you know, you hear people say things like men are intimidated by, you know, Mm -hmm. successful women. And of course Mm -hmm. they're going to say that they're not, but sometimes I wonder like how much that affects my lack of being able to really sustain a relationship. Like if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. Um, It's just really, it's tough. I think it makes it kind of hard. Yeah. We talked about a lot of assumptions about you for one thing. That's true. I mean, I definitely think that goes both ways, right? And sometimes I find myself, well, not sometimes, kind of a lot more now. I don't lead as much with like my accolades and accomplishments or titles or anything like that. Like someone was tell- like asking me what I did and I just kind of skated around like the title because I'm like, oh, that kind of feels, you know, like whatever. I can just kind of describe what it is I do without I don't know being and it's not being extra shit it's the job that I was hired for because I'm qualified but it's like I don't yeah I feel I feel kind of weird about that in a way that I feel like I shouldn't but and we've talked about it before right just in terms of like when we look for partners what kind of educational degree obtainment are we looking for and like I think we all inherently know like you don't need to go to college to like be smart but like you talked about like how I think people who get degrees also then their social circle becomes those people right and so like what does that look like when you have a social circle of similar folks with like degrees but then you're put in environments where like that's not 
reflected, right? And like the Star City has some like colleges and universities, but it's not like, I don't like other places, right? And even like the mountain was just one college and university. Mm-hmm. So I can like, yeah, I don't, I would like to say it didn't come up for me often, but I, it's something I definitely thought about when someone was like, oh yeah, I didn't go to college. I'm like, ugh, like, what is this? What does this mm-hmm. mean? And sometimes I just have to check my own biases around that too. Well, I have a question for both of y'all. How early in the dating or the courting do y'all kind of get to those like questions? Is it like the first mm-hmm. thing? Because I think that makes a difference for me. If I know nothing else about you, except for the fact that you didn't go to college, like that's not a great start. But if we start on some other commonalities that we have and I realize down the line that you have it, I'm like, I don't know that I can like backtrack and be like, oh, now I don't like you because you didn't do this thing that I did that I like. But I don't know. What do you, how do y'all usually? For me, I don't topic? necessarily start off with like whether or not they went to college, but what they do for a living comes I was up about pretty to say, early. Occupation, yeah. Yeah, occupation comes up pretty early, and usually with occupation, you can tell if someone went to college, but not sure. always. No. Sure. So, um, I mean, it's not a deal breaker for me if someone didn't go to college. For me, I'm more about it's more about ambition mm. and mm. what well, their goals just saying are. That. Yeah, mm-hmm. if they can if they can articulate their goals um, and kind of a general vision that they have for where they want to be, then that means a lot to me. If they can't do that, then that is maybe a deal breaker. It just kind of really depends. Yeah. I think as we get to know people, we like and date people and see people, it's like, Ooh, like I thought this one thing was a deal breaker. Now I met this really awesome person. It's maybe not as important, but maybe something else is. So I think sometimes that can fluctuate. Um, which is what a lot of me and Louise are talking about. But for today's topic, I want us to get all up in the things that annoy the shit out of us <laughs> when it comes to dating, aka pet peeves. And so just so we're all on the same page, according to the Google <laughs> search definition, because I don't know which dictionary they use, a pet peeve is something that a particular person finds especially annoying. And according to Urban Dictionary, it's pretty much the same thing. Something or a set of things that an individual finds very annoying. So lots of annoyances over here. But then I was like, I was like writing the outline for the show. And I was like, oh, yeah, because a pet peeve isn't a deal breaker. But then I was like, well, could it be? And I was figured out just ask y'all like up front, like, do you think a pet peeve is the same thing as a deal breaker or can a pet peeve ever become a deal breaker or is it usually something way smaller than a deal breaker I think it depends on the pet peeve right Mm -hmm. my biggest pet peeve with dating specifically online dating or dating in the 21st century is ghosting yeah Mm -hmm. it's become so normalized and so much so that like people that I wouldn't even expect like friends of mine have mentioned doing it or like thinking about doing mm. it. And I'm like, wow, like I wouldn't think. And so it doesn't necessarily make anyone a bad person if they do it. I think it's just become so normalized that people just, and I've been ghosted. Let me tell you in the la- like last year, 2020, I was ghosted probably two or three times mm. just in that one year. And I mean, we hadn't gotten to a level of being serious or anything, yeah. sure. but still it was like, really, you can't even just tell me you're not interested anymore or that, you know, you're find someone else. Like, I don't know, just be mature mm-hmm. enough to do that. Mm-hmm. So that is a, my biggest pet peeve. So that is a deal breaker for me, but that's yeah. a different kind of pet peeve because usually it means you no longer are talking to the person right. The deal has been broken. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so I guess it's like as a follow-up, Jennifer. So if someone, so you said like deal breaking is a pet peeve and a deal breaker. So if, oh, sorry, ghosting is a pet peeve yeah. and a deal breaker. So if someone ghosts you, have you ever had the experience where they reach out? Mm. And then do you say, well, no, you go, like what, what deal are they breaking? Like, That's you know, true. can they not reach out to you or would you be open? Is it situational? Because I think for me, I'm kind of like, well, uh, what deal are we really breaking? You know, mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah, so that just has a follow-up question. So yes, that has happened where people have, like I've been ghosted by a guy and like, this actually happened, I don't know, a few months ago, like where this guy had ghosted me in the fall and reached out again, like a few months you ago. You always do. And his <laughs> excuse was that uh-uh. 
he um lost his phone or his phone broke. <laughs> yeah, honey, they that's a familiar too. They love losing phones. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, you could have emailed me. You uh, could have. Seriously. Because no, no, T. I mean, yeah, that's T. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, like, ridiculous. It's like, okay, so so when he reached out to me, um, oh, he went with the whole, and it was probably fake. Like, um, I lost my number. Um, I lost my contacts. Who is this or something like that? And I was like, this is just the they- girl that you ghosted. It was <laughs> I think it was a lie. Yeah, I was like, so so they had the conversation saved, but not the introductory. They just dialed a set of numbers. Yeah, let me tell you, there is there is many ghost me and then reach back out to me and basically new new phone who this right? You can't do all three of them. (laughs) Oh, that would piss me off. So I said, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just disgusted for you. <laughs> well, I said, this is Jennifer, the girl that you recently ghosted. And he said... <laughs> <laughs> you said, let me tell you uh, who I who am. Who I am. You said to me. <laughs> yeah, and he was like, no, um, I lost my phone and I had to get a new... Like, I was like, you know what? Just go ahead and lose my number. Like, I am not interested. And he was like, I understand. Shatrice and I have talked about kind of, I think on the show and then off offline about... Like, do you just get bored and you just have like a set of numbers you just like cycle through, right? You just kind of I go really down. Do think some people like do a Rolodex that. almost in some ways, right? You're just kind of like, let me give the same line to however many people are on this list and see like who who picks up because you're bored usually. Um, I genuinely believe that men, some, not all, I genuinely believe men do that. And especially if they have like, kind of a pompous attitude about themselves and feel like, oh, well, I can just, you know, text all the women in my phone and just see who's up for a good time or who like responds yeah. first or whatever. Like I'm confident I've been in that situation before. And of course and, I didn't know it at the time, but. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just, well, the crazy thing about this guy though, was that, so another pet peeve that I'll get into is moving too fast. So he, mm. when we first mm. matched on e. Well, I shouldn't say the dating site. A dating site that I hate. <laughs> you um, can say whatever you want on the show, and yes. feel, free to, feel free to say yes. out if you I call to. them all out. <laughs> okay, it was eHarmony, and it's horrible. <laughs> You're horrible such an adult, site. honestly. That eHarmony is like the. I feel like that's like the top level. Wait, Jennifer, have you done? Have you done? Uh, sorry, not to take you from your story. No, it's what? Okay. What have you done? All the dating apps and dating websites, or is there one that you haven't done yet? I've done like most of the kind of really popular ones okay. you know um so I started with tinder I saw y'all's post one time about how that's usually people's first one or something yeah. mm-hmm. um I started with that one and then like bumble hinge you know okay. I, I've tried a lot of them yeah. match um so you've done like eHarmony okay e- yeah. yeah I did okay cupid for like five seconds I didn't yeah. do that for long yeah okay. a lot oh, of them sorry <laughs> into your story. I'm sorry no it's okay anyway I matched with him on eHarmony um he immediately started talking about marriage and, and like, that's why I haven't wanted to get on eHarmony. Yes. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> and like basically trying to lay out a timeline for us. Like if we date for six months, will you be ready to get married then? I'm like, what? Like it was just a lot. And then he turns around and ghosts me. And But there were some other red flags about him. So it was no. just a really weird situation, to be honest. See, part of me is like, well. I guess he's setting oh. his intentions, but like right. that's also very intense. Like it's just it's it's a six months really going from literally not knowing a person at all to thinking you might propose to them. Mm-hmm. This is not 1950. Like no, we're not doing. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> yeah, no, it's very different. Yeah. Um, Shiji's, you're talking about like uh, pet peeves versus deal breakers. Uh-huh. I think for me, like the difference is. A pet peeve is like something that I can like live with. I don't want to use the word tolerate, but I can like live with it. Whereas like a deal breaker is like, no, this is like actually going to have some kind of uh, detrimental or like severe impact like on our relationship, right? Like Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of like, so a pet peeve that someone could get like annoyed with. No, this Mm -hmm. is a deal breaker. I don't know how to help you, but I have a bad habit of leaving. Well, I have a bad habit of leaving cabinet doors open. So that's that can, a random. <laughs> that's a random. I really don't know where it comes from, but like I have a bad habit of leaving cabinet doors open. And that could be a pet peeve for people. Cause like, you know, you're just like, what, why didn't you just close it? And I'm like, in my brain, I don't do that. But anyway, so that's like a pet peeve that I think someone could have with me. 
Um, mm. But I think a deal breaker mm. is like, I mean, if that's someone's deal breaker, I was like, I don't, I guess I'll try to do better, <laughs> but I don't know how to like, I don't know. I, I feel maybe like to me, a pet peeve is like someone's part. When I think of pet peeve, I think it's like actions. I think it's like little things that they mm-hmm. do that annoy you. Whereas I think you enter the territory of deal breaker where it's like, yes, an action, but also like ideologically, right? Like you believe in, you believe in this set of beliefs that I don't think about. So I think like, mm-hmm. I would say like, deal breaker is the umbrella term. <laughs> and then pet peeves is like something that falls like underneath it. That just are things that like grind your, uh, grind Years. your ears. Mm. I think what both of y'all said are like interesting points for me to think about, but I guess I would say like a deal breaker, or excuse me, I think a pet peeve can add to the frustration of you experiencing a deal breaker. So I don't think I would leave someone for keeping the cabinets open, but if there was like a deal breaker emerging, like the pet mm-hmm. piece would just add fuel to the mm. deal breaker fire, if that makes sense. Like gotcha, it would just be sense. another reason to like hate your guts or whatever. So there's <laughs> that. Well, okay. So we're on the same page about that. Jennifer, correct me if I'm wrong. You made a TikTok video about your pet peeves, right? <laughs> I remember this one. Yeah, because Louise reposted it. And so what made you do that? Yes, they could take us through your TikToks. What made me do that? That's a good question. Um, <laughs> I don't, what, what did make me do that? Was this like, I think in February or like early March? It was it? like November. Oh, November. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, time. Time. I don't know. <laughs> well, dating is just something in general that I think about a lot. And at yeah. the time I was talking to this guy that I really like and I think maybe talking to another guy <laughs> but not like nothing serious with honestly either one of them yeah. and so it was something I was thinking about and I just decided to make a TikTok video because I was <laughs> I don't know for it or something I just think it's fun yeah and so remind us what were the peeves on that TikTok and if those are still your top peeves yeah so inconsistency was one of them mm moving too fast um what else did I say oh ghosting like I said and um I can't remember I'd have to go back to the video <laughs> we'll go back and watch it's fine I was gonna say I like the inconsistency one Same. yes that's a real one and it what Jennifer what would you say like in regards to inconsistency like what do you what do you kind of mean by that or like what have you experienced to make that like a peeve is it like oh you don't call me every day you don't text me every day or like what's what's kind of your thing one thing that I've experienced um in recent dating times is like a guy will like y'all you know match and you connect and all these other things or maybe it's someone you already know and you didn't meet them online and Mm -hmm. they'll call you every day FaceTime you every day all of this and then all of a sudden it either stops Mm-hmm. Or it becomes a lot less frequent. Mm-hmm. And then you're wondering, like, okay, well, like, like, you know, I just hate that feeling of wondering, like, is he going to text me back? Like, should I text mm-hmm. him? Like, I just hate that. And so Thanks. that's kind of what I mean by inconsistency. Like, if you've established a pattern of doing something, mm-hmm. then all, automatically I'm going to get to the point where I expect mm-hmm. that. And mm-hmm. then you stop being consistent with it. It's like, I always call that the beginning of the end <laughs> that has happened like so many times because I think so I too as the cuties know primarily date like black cis straight men or whatever and they are so good at being all up in your grill all up in your face in the beginning like texting you sweet nothings every day in the morning calling you talking to you all day all day long but I mean gosh they fall off sometimes and I'm like but here's the thing. Do you do that with anybody else? This might not mm. even really be your true like reality of communicating with people. Like, I don't know why people feel like they have to be like text you, have to be like texting you and like calling you all day, every day when they know that that's not their norm. And so I always have to like kind of check myself when I'm like wanting that in the beginning. Cause I'm like, what? Well, I don't speak to anybody every day. So do I need to speak to you every day? Like I have really great friends and I don't, see or talk to them every day and we're still great friends I feel like I could have a partner that I don't talk to every day like that don't establish a pattern with me if you're gonna end up being inconsistent but then I also have like my own issues of like fear of rejection and all these other things so when I really like someone I 
I kind of do the most, or at least that's been my um, pattern. So like, I'll start doing more than I should be at that stage in the game. Mm. And that's like something I've really learned from, especially yeah. recently. So and I, and the cuties couldn't see, but I was like waving my, my finger. No. <laughs> and and not like to know, like, don't do that. I think like it, it's such an agreement because I really relate to what you're saying about like insecurity. And, you know, we had Dr. Kate a couple of weeks ago talking about like anxiety while dating. And I think consistency helps ground me, right? So if I know mm-hmm. that I can expect something from you, it just reassures me that things are okay. Yeah. But like when you deviate from that, it's really, really tough. I'm very much like you. I probably um, uh, have the habit of doing too much, but I will say finding the right person, you're doing your, what you think is doing too much. You're like, oh, this is like who I am. Like mm-hmm. the right person will accept that. And I'll give you the perfect example. My example of like doing too much is when I like someone and they tell me this like random obscure fact about themselves. Like, oh, I really like, but like, they're like, oh, I really like this like particular thing. And then when I see this person, um, I will like get them the thing that they had talked about. And I had but one example, so nice. I had one example where the person was like, oh, okay, thank you. Like, you didn't have to do that. And I'm like, oh, Okay. They were a bitch. But like now with like my current partner, my current relationship, like it's so nice to like see that affirmed. No, I totally agree. And I like for me, um, I guess one of my love languages is uh gifts and acts of service. Mm -hmm. Those are the ways that I show my love to someone. And so Mm -hmm. like if I'm if I like, yeah, and I guess when I said doing too much too soon, I mean like like there's no commitment and I'm already like buying yeah. him birthday gifts and like yes. oh I'm the I same was like, way no I completely you. understand what Jennifer is saying yeah. especially like with this like straight woman straight man dynamic like mm. no I completely understand because <laughs> I may or may not have you know had a gentleman caller recently and um like it was the morning and we were like and he was like, oh, man, like, okay, I'm about to go get something to eat. I'm hungry. I was like, well, you know, if I was your girlfriend, I would have been making breakfast. But I'm not your girlfriend. I don't need to give you the girlfriend <laughs> actions without mm-hmm. the girlfriend title. You know yes. what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't want you to get because I don't want you to get too comfortable in expecting this level of awesomeness with no because com- it's the commitment part that like you don't you do not get that even if you're going above and beyond. But to your point, Louise, if you're going above and beyond for the wrong person and like that's yeah. that's part of it too yeah that's a good so point I that. yeah I get that so Louise what are your top five or so pet peeves I said five and then I started typing out mine and I was like yeah, <laughs> let me say or so I, <laughs> I know I think it's like you have six or seven um well since I didn't do the assignment ahead of time I oh, okay uh, do you want me to share mine yes please do yeah okay so I'll pick a couple of these so um they're kind of in order I think so <laughs> I really cannot stand when a Negro cannot accept responsibility for his actions or his words or just won't be held accountable for anything, like just does not know how to apologize and things like that. Um, that I've experienced a couple of times and I'm like, oh my gosh, but you said these things. And it's, I think when I experience someone who or I like date someone who is unwilling to accept responsibility. It makes, it feels like I'm being gaslit. Like, am I crazy? Like you did this thing, you said this thing, you made me feel this way and you're just not even taking, like you just, like your reality is something different than my reality. And so I really can't stand that. Um, Ignoring me um, slash my questions. I really, I think you, Jennifer, you mentioned love languages quality time is one of those ones that's like creeping up to the top and so I fucking hate being ignored I'm like if I ask you a question and you circle around it I don't care if I ask you a question at like 11 p.m and then the next morning you want to say good morning no answer my goddamn question <laughs> like <laughs> see the text like you can send a good morning later like answer my question we're not just starting from scratch like we can keep going and so again that's like a like that truly is just a pet peeve of mine but just feeling ignored like in general like don't be on your phone when you're with me. Like I need to have undivided, all-consuming attention. So <laughs> there is that. Um, <clears throat> I put on here not including me in your plans slash your life or not solidifying plans like at all. 
Um, I think that one has to, it gets a little tricky because I don't think you need to do that like from day one, obviously. Like you don't need to be like, oh, like I'm going here, I'm doing this thing. Do you want to go with me? But I do think at some point I should feel like I understand how your life works and I should at least like know the names of your friends. And then similar to Jennifer, I said getting too comfortable too quick, but I was thinking more of like exposing bodily functions <laughs> with toots and pee and other things. <laughs> this is just a general, I do not like people <laughs> urinate. And so whenever I can't wait for this house to be done so it can be further, I'm like, I will always turn up the volume on the TV. I just, I'm like, that's your personal private time I don't want to hear or think about it but some people are just very comfortable and I'm like I will say also being unwilling to take photos of me because I've just accepted that this is the reality of who I am and I went on a date with a guy who was like I just don't like take myself seriously enough to like be taking pictures and I'm like what that's literally the opposite of what is happening when I'm literally being so silly and putting myself out here to take pictures and also like remember the moment so that was weird there were other things about that date that was weird but that is a pet peeve of mine you gotta take pics of me (laughs) (laughs) if you notice some of the people who have like some of the most high profile relationships they have they seem to have that like Beyonce um who else like is always I don't know I feel like there's a lot of celebrities and influencers who their partners are always taking pictures of them yes exactly I feel like you know to date us content creators so <laughs> you just have to become you just have to know that you're going to become a part of the production team like, oh, oh hard you know? bar. like hard i think bar. louise you can speak to that <laughs> yeah my partner is like well and now he like gets into like when i do the food blog stuff he's like this doesn't look right i was like is this your food blog or mine like just, <laughs> just, gotta, just, just let me know but like some of the ones i guess the ones i listed are more for me on the like serious end Whereas some of the things you were talking about when you were making the distinction earlier, Louise, between mm. pet peeves and um, deal breakers, like, I can't think of any, like, little minor things that, like, mm-hmm. really bother me off the top. Like, you know, and definitely not ones that are deal breakers. But, sure. yeah, that was, like, my other one, not knowing what you want. Like, that, the person not knowing what they want. Me and Louise have officially dubbed those guys, those people, the IDK guys, the IDK guys, gals, and folks. Um, because they just yeah they just don't know and it's extremely annoying do you think do you Jennifer when you've experienced the IBK guys have they also like been interested in trying to get to know you or trying to connect with you but still being like I don't really know if I want anything or are they like "Eh, I don't want anything you want something let's break break away yeah I mean it kind of goes hand in hand with the inconsistency piece I've experienced Mm -hmm. situations where up front, like, cause I feel like it's very important to talk about what you're looking for up front. So mm-hmm. if I say I'm looking for a relationship, you say you're looking for the same thing. In fact, there was this one guy whose profile said he was looking for marriage, um, but actually he had just recently separated. So we started getting to know each other like really well. We were talking every day. It was kind of what we we're just talking about. Mm-hmm. Good morning mm-hmm. text, good night text, all that. Then he started being inconsistent because really he wasn't ready for anything serious, but it's like, mm-hmm. but your profile says you're looking for marriage and you knew that I was looking for a relationship. So why would you even put in the time? Well, I think, you know, it's to your point about the self-awareness. I just don't think they were self-aware. Cause I'm like, did he mean to say I'm looking to get out of my current marriage? <laughs> like, is that what he- I think what he meant was I'm looking to eventually get remarried but first I need to get over like he yeah just a whole okay so I can share mine Um, (laughs) this is really quickly on the spot so follow through (laughs) if you say you will do something do it and that extends to like being in a relationship right like if you commit to doing this thing and like you back out of it without like warning but or in like dating relationship terms, if you say like, oh, we're going to go on this date and you cancel like last minute, like, mm. you know, like that kind of stuff or like, anyway. Uh, so that's Would you like, also like um, compare that or include like just general flakiness in that? Flakiness, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say flakiness, lack of follow through flakiness. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that also going back to like what Jennifer was saying before, we were talking about just kind of like, um, uh Oh, I forget how you phrased it, but for me, like flakiness really contributes to this like lack of low self-esteem because I mm-hmm. internalize it as something is wrong when you've made the decision to yeah. flake. 
Anyway, mm-hmm. so that's kind of where that comes from. Um, don't invite me over if your place is dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think I've had that happen, but I think I've had it. I think I've had it happen where it wasn't like the cleanest. Like not that it was like a pigsty, but I'm just kind of like mm-hmm. that would be a pet peeve. Okay, so this next one is is a pet peeve, but I don't anyway. So couple <laughs> pet peeve, couple activity, couple activities without the title. Ooh, so, what does that mean? So I think it's kind of like, and I've talked about this on this podcast before, like my dating, you know, there was this guy from Chicago who like for three years it kind of felt like we were doing mm-hmm. couple things without the title. But then I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, but I also do those things with friends, but I also kind of felt I don't know like it it, that's kind of an ambiguous one but I think it's just kind of like if there's a certain level of intimacy that we're at that extends beyond friends though there are some Mm -hmm. people who believe that like the intimacy you have with like a romantic sexual partner should be how what you can also have with like platonic friends too but anyway so I think for me it's just kind of like couple activities or like couple things with like out the title um the other one is I don't know how to phrase it but like not seeing how busy I am so I think part of it like this is something like my current relationship is like sometimes I'm just so freaking busy that I can't do everything and so I may not always have the time to communicate like hey I can't get this done so some kind of like anticipation of like oh let me help you out here let me help you out here it is nice not to say it doesn't happen but sometimes I'm just like my brain is a lot, and so I just need. Mm-hmm. I need you to ideally need you to be able to read my mind. <laughs> read my mind. Yes, uh, yes. Your inability to read my mind really makes you a lackluster yes. person. <laughs> yes. Um, and this next one uh, is definitely pet peeve. Don't let my don't let my Brita filter get too low. Like. Yes, that's a serious key for me. It's, it really is because I'm like, oh God, like now I got to manage my water intake. Like now I got to gotta fill it up. And anyway, that's definitely like my partner and I had definitely joked about that. I'm that's like, funny. <laughs> yeah. that's like definitely a pet peeve where I'm like, dang it. And I, anyway, so uh, those are my five pet peeves. Those are your peeves. Okay, so what do y'all do when y'all encounter or discover any mm-hmm. of these peeves that you've, you've thought about? Obviously, Louise, you have encountered the Brita filter situation, you know, explosion, uh, Brita gate, if you will. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like what do y'all do when kind of you, when you come across these things? I don't know. It just kind of really depends on... Um... I think what I'm going to start being more intentional about is really having conversations about it and saying that it bothers me. I haven't always done mm-hmm. that in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if it's someone you just started dating, it's like, you're mm-hmm. so afraid of like, well, I'm so afraid of like scaring them away. Oh yeah. No saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Bring up too much too soon. So, but I think mm-hmm. I'm going to start being more intentional about having those conversations because it's important. I-, I don't know that I, seriously like bring up the fact that like someone's like getting on my nerves or annoying me with a pet peeve because I'm like well okay fine like it is something small like you know we're connecting in other ways and so maybe it's like not a big deal and I've not been in like any long-term relationship so I don't know if that like ultimately becomes like a major annoyance that started off as a little annoyance and I should have said something back then but you know the hope, I guess, the goal is to actually say something up front, but I'm usually like, uh, or like, I don't know, I feel like I'm very um, transparent with my emotions and feelings, and so most people know, like, if I just get completely silent, there's something wrong, or I don't agree, or I've, like, seen something, like, I just can't hide my feelings that well, and so I do rely on my body's natural uh, reactions <laughs> to <laughs> things that annoy me, for my partners to figure that out but yeah I well I usually will make a comment about like the bodily functions so I'm like no I, I can't. <laughs> she, she as well yes I think for me I'm trying to get better about leaning into discomfort right like when mm-hmm. encountering mm-hmm. those things like because I definitely had a situation about like lack of follow-through like with my with, with like my partner and it was just mm-hmm. kind of like it was really big for me to really share like this like disappointed me right like this 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 makes me feel bad um which you know we in other episodes have talked about like what does like emotional vulnerability look like in relationships when we didn't always have that growing up so it's really big for me to be able to say like this like upsets me 
I think I've also just had to like learn to really be like, okay, what is this pet peeve and what's like a deal breaker, right? Mm-hmm. So, like when it comes to like the Brita filter, I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, maybe I can't have enough foresight to like, <laughs> n- like what is the threshold? Let me co- monitor my Brita filter, right? Like if it goes past this line, let me take like the two minutes to fill it up. But we have two of them. So anyway. Probably, I think the thing that I've, I've articulated my frustrations with the most is probably that like, inability to accept responsibility or accountability for the things that people say because it's usually you know it's usually something that has rubbed me the wrong way or offended me or whatever and I'm like like you have to know this thing and it and it's like I'm going to share with you that this frustrated me or this um this offended me and then it's really up to you like whatever your response is determines like how the rest of this conversation is going to go like some people oh like it's just a joke or oh you're too I'm like but no this is it wasn't a joke you just realized it wasn't funny to me and that, like we're not doing all that and so let's just call a spade a spade and I'm just telling you how I feel you can decide how you feel about how I feel and we can either move forward or wrap it up and so that's that's one thing but Louise you said something that I didn't think about before that I definitely want to hear from y'all so what would other people <laughs> say are peeves pet peeves about you <laughs> well I said mine so definitely so definitely the cabinets and I encountered that really in, in work. But yeah. um, Jennifer, what about you? What do you I think? I would say um, the biggest one, and it's something I've noticed more recently, is like I I think I can come across as a little bit of a know-it-all, but I don't mm-hmm. mean to. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I read a lot. I listen to a lot of podcasts. And so, so I know a lot of like random facts and statistics. Or intellectual. <laughs> so sometimes I'll say things like, or things will come to my mind like, well, actually, studies show that, you know, and it's like, I don't want to always be that <laughs> the well, actually, girl. <laughs> like, well, studies show that, and it's like, that's not, I don't want to do that. Like, you, you know, are Alexa, like, in real life, like, yeah. your Siri. <laughs> but it's like, I don't want to be annoying, and I don't want to come across as, like, a know-it-all, and I think I can, and I recently told a guy, like, if I'm being a know-it-all, like, feel free to tell me, because I don't, I just naturally kind of do it. So sometimes I'm I'm such a fun asshole. Sometimes like whatever <laughs> I just am, and like sometimes I can go back and forth with people, and other times I just want to be kind of like an asshole to you, but I don't want you to be an asshole back to me. Because <laughs> someone recently was like, "Well, if you can dish it, you can take it." I was like, "I can't really take it." <laughs> <laughs> so please stop. Just let me um, dish it. No, no, <laughs> let, let, let me just dish it. That's what I know how to do. Um, I would say maybe bringing up a lot of pop culture references like I Louise knows I love tv like any like kind of 30 minute sitcom I could probably like tell you about or watch or whatever and so if they were just like very anti you know celebrity and I'm not as bad as I used to be about it but like if they were just like not at all I guess I could see that being like a pet peeve and maybe I like to control things sometimes. <laughs> I, so actually, no, I was going to say, that was kind of one of mine that I forgot, is I'm such a planner. I think it's more for me, like, I always have a plan, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I am not a go-with-the-flow type of person. Well, and actually, so Louise's words always go through my mind after first dates, because I just think it's a really good point. Like, if you have a good first date, I mean, you should kind of be solidifying some plans to make a second, or at least like having the conversation, starting the conversation of like, when am I going to see you again or whatever? Like, let, don't keep me like hanging, like don't keep me wondering. Um, and so sometimes I will just, <laughs> I'll just be like, so are you going to ask me out again or what? <laughs> and I'm learning with this one guy I'm talking to that like, perhaps I don't have to do that <laughs> because like with a little bit more patience, and I was very proud of myself because I didn't do that. And then literally like a couple of days later, he's like, you know, when can I see you again? And I was like, you really should have asked me this 48 hours ago. I didn't say that, but I was thinking that. But I was like, <laughs> okay, it's okay. It's okay. Like everyone's not on the yeah. same timeline. But I just like to know that like if you, I guess I just like you to express your interest. And I'm not a big words of affirmation person, but in the beginning I am because I, I don't know you and I'm getting, you know, we're still getting to know each other. So you have to tell me that you're interested. You have to tell me that you want to see me mm-hmm. again. I'm not going to assume that you do. Actually leads to the final kind of 
part of the segment tonight or of the topic tonight, which was I looked online per usual, and I just wanted to see what the internet had to say about dating. <laughs> the internet has a lot to say, but I found an article on bestlifeonline.com and they listed 50 and we're not going to do all that. <laughs> but I went through and kind of picked some at random. I figured like some of the ones they had listed were some that I figured we would talk about. And so um, we to the point that you just said, um, one of the pet peeves on here was acting different in front of your coworkers because sometimes a person's mm-hmm. quote unquote work personality can be off-putting. But I was like, okay, my work personality is not my dating personality, yeah. but I guess if I took a date to a work function, those two would have to be meshed. I don't know. What do y'all think about that? I, I'd probably say I, I, I am a little bit more nice <laughs> um, at work, maybe. Whereas, like, well, see, I'm life, less nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, at work, I'm more nice. But when it comes to like, you know, in in like society at large, I just like keep it pushing. I don't like to talk to people, but like I can usually small talk at work. I think the only way that that would manifest itself for me would be like, you know, at work you have to be professional and kind of on in a way that you don't have to be in your personal life. And Mm -hmm. so I don't know. I think that they would just see that different side of me, but like Mm -hmm. it would still be the same me just Mm -hmm. You know, and, and that's, I guess that's another thing too. Like I would want to be with someone who can kind of navigate that. They don't have to be Mm -hmm. super familiar with it, that world, Mm -hmm. but like at least know how to kind of move about in that space and be comfortable to an extent. Mm -hmm. So another thing they have on here is snoring. What do y'all think? What are y'all thoughts on snoring? Yay or nay? Or I don't know if anyone's yay about it. I'm in the the middle. I'm in the middle. Um, well so it's interesting it's one of those things where you're like you're not aware of all the things that you do when you sleep and I definitely wasn't until like I was in a relationship so (laughs) so I knew I was a snorer just like you know sharing hotel rooms for for different like different reasons conferences you know trips and all that stuff but I didn't realize I was a teeth grinder until until my partner was like you know you grind your teeth and I'm like you know you grind your teeth so (laughs) But I'm, but I'm a light sleeper. Actually, so. you're hearing yourself. <laughs> but I'm a light sleeper, so I like, not like, not a super light sleeper. But you know what I mean? Like, I, you know, a, a little bit of noise and I'll definitely wake up. So, uh, snoring, I'm okay with. Good. Just like I'm normal okay. snoring isn't a big deal <laughs> to me, but I did, I have dated a guy with um, sleep apnea. And Ooh, his hi. snoring was, his <laughs> snoring was like horrible. <laughs> like if I infant. was already asleep and he was snoring, it didn't bother me. Because okay, I couldn't yeah. hear it, you know, but right. like if I'm trying to fall asleep, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. one time I kicked him out of my apartment. I'm not kidding. I was like, I didn't even like his ass on the couch. No. Um, yeah. What do y'all think about um, someone needing constant validation? <laughs> y'all can't see these, but the eyes are rolling, the heads are turning. I thought this was an interesting one. I was like, oh, I never. I never like sat and thought about it, but I definitely would be annoyed by this. Like I have been annoyed by this before. Yeah. I don't think I've ever dated someone who needed constant validation. And I would take that automatically as like a low self-esteem thing. Like Mm. that, I think that would be a deal breaker. Mm. You heard it here first. Needing validation might have just been upgraded. (laughs) Yeah. Because like that means to me, that means you're insecure and like, I guess in some cases it might mean you don't even trust the person if you're constantly needing to be validated. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. I think of like um, I think Jennifer, I'm a, a little bit like you. I don't think I've ever dated someone who like needs constant validation or talk to. I think I I also uh, read this think of like anxiety, right? So like, what does it mean just for someone to have anxiety and helping them manage their anxiety? I- are you fishing for a compliment? Are you saying like, oh, like, like, I, like, like so I'm I not good enough. Right? Like, right. like yeah. that's exhausting. I can't do it. Like eventually, like, again, I acknowledge that I'm an asshole sometimes. And sometimes I'd be like, well, if you feel that way, I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't, like, I cannot, I cannot sit here every day, all day and tell you that you are good enough and tell you all these things, especially when you kind of are a subpar dater. Like, so maybe you're not good enough. Anyway, like, I, I think what one thing I've been trying to do, and I'll shout out to Sparkle, actually, because 
like I think we have slightly different approach we do have like I mean I think everybody has slightly different approaches to dating but she said something a little while ago that I was like okay I could kind of work on this a little bit more (laughs) I was like ah fine and she was basically like you know when a guy like does something even if it's small I like go over the top with my gratitude like just so he knows so is positive is it positive affirmation is that a positive yeah. reinforcement reinforcement thank yeah. you positive reinforcement and so i was like i'm not about to praise no. you for fucking opening the door and doing this that and the third i do think since i'm not like a big words of affirmation person i just want people to know that i am appreciative of their things mm-hmm. so it might not be extreme but i'm just like oh like i've just i've just been trying to be more mindful of what are the things that i am appreciative of and am i communicating that to someone so you know i took the essence of what she was mm-hmm. saying and, and applied it to my thing but yeah i'm just didn't come up for any of us okay bad kissers pet peeves or deal breakers you know how much i love making (laughs) i feel like do y'all feel like kissing is something that someone can be trained to do well I mean, in Sex and the yeah. City, who tried to teach? I think it was Charlotte. Charlotte. Tried like to <laughs> yeah. I, I think you can be coached. And again, I feel like Chatrice has, has, uh, has training in this uh, experience in this area. Well, and I wish, so my thing is, obviously, I love when I encounter a really good kisser. Great. We're, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm learning that like, you know, nothing's perfect from the onset because this person doesn't know how you like to be kissed. Right. This person mm-hmm. doesn't know what you do. So like, I have to, you know, give some grace for that stuff. But the reason why I would obviously prefer a good kisser is because I don't know that I'm like a good trainer. Like I sometimes I can't, especially like with sexual stuff, I can't always like articulate exactly what I, I'm like. I'm getting better at like moving hands around. <laughs> I can't tell you that. I'm just like, here, no, touch this, touch this, whatever. But I can't always like say like this is how I like it. And so I'll just, I guess I need to practice making out more. <laughs> better understand but I do love making out but I will say the one guy that I dated the maybe this is a little bit of a stereotype that's fitting so the one like non-black guy that I dated that had tiny lips like it was just like (laughs) it was just like (laughs) my lips were overtaking his lips and it was just like a lot and I had never experienced that before and I was like I will will say lip lip size was definitely a deal breaker for me like for sure a real deal deal breaker yeah wow like with my current partner i was like i just like looked at it the first five minutes i was like let's see what we're working with if not i I couldn't and really twitter i was like i guess i just never realized like white people just don't have lips right like they They don't and i'm like oh i know i've never i've never done that and you know what you know what actually like checked my attraction to white men is their lip size i really i really wanted to talk about the kiss because i'm surprised it didn't come up like bad kissing peppy yeah no that's that's a good i guess it's maybe only once been like too much like the last 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 guy i dated it was just like it was the charlotte york where like you're just like all up in my face and mm-hmm. I have to do this like every five seconds which I which happens with like other folks when you're you know really in there but like this was just a lot and, like we had just met I was like I was just trying to give you like an end of the night kiss and you were just like all over me and it was just it felt so I guess it kind of honestly felt very aggressive for no reason like you don't need to be this aggressive with my face <laughs> Stop. yeah so, I will say I've only encountered a there's only there's it's rare for me to meet someone and date them and then automatically our kisses are perfect from the beginning sure usually it's something that we work up to and I am kind of the opposite of you Chatrice where I am very comfortable saying what I like and dislike and I don't like a lot of yeah I don't like a lot of tongue when kissing Mm. I like some but not like sloppy wet Mm -hmm. so if I'm willing to say that. You know what I mean? So you. how has that been received? <laughs> yeah, I usually, <laughs> I don't know. It was, it's been well received, I'll say. Okay. Because I feel That's like fine. most people want to please the other person, you know, like not all the mm-hmm. time, obviously not sure. everyone does, but like, I think if someone were to tell me something they didn't like, like I would also try to receive that and like, you know, it's been yeah. pretty well received. I'm not mean about it. Sure. I like, just say like, kiss the suck ass. <laughs> Get it together. 
I'm just like, yeah, I don't really like this much tongue or, you know. Mm-hmm. So I want to let us wrap up here again, Jennifer. Thank you so much. This has been super great. What are maybe some takeaways or final thoughts that y'all have in regards to dating and relationship pet peeves? If you too don't like your Brita filter low, <laughs> make sure you're communicating that. Yeah, um, got to communicate about that. But just kind of related is I think like how to, if something like really annoys you, like being able to communicate that is really important, right? Like what's a pet peeve, being able to communicate that. But then also like in the Brita example, like how can I, if it's a pet peeve, like am I doing all the active steps to make sure it doesn't peeve me, um, <laughs> if that makes sense. But communication yeah. around pet peeves and like how to be able to talk about them. Yeah. I would say um, going back to what we were talking about earlier, I think it's really important to communicate what you're looking for up front. And mm-hmm. then like what Luis said, if that changes, communicating that so that it doesn't automatically become a situation of someone becoming less consistent or ghosting, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just really being open about communication, I think is really important. Which I always feel like is basically the solution to all of life's problems. <laughs> like if we just <laughs> would talk about things, things would be less difficult, but there we go. Um, so I would say you kind of along the lines with the Brita filter, like as we think about our pet peeves, we, have to think about like our own idiosyncrasies of like is this really like a pet peeve? like is this just genuinely grinding my gears or is this just a me thing that like I may need to get over and so I'm trying to think of an example I don't feel like any of my pet peeves are like that but I think <laughs> they all are peeves but maybe like the one of like not sharing a tv show with me like I love connecting with pe- people about tv shows but like that's just my thing. I really like TV. And like, if you didn't, like, that would be certainly a pet peeve, but it's because I love it so much. And so I'm like, well, then maybe that is important, uh, an important conversation to have. And, and that's okay. So I go, my, my takeaway is also communication. Just kidding. <laughs> but I have something different to share. Nope. Just communicating about the things because I have more recently found that like those little things that I just sometimes naturally bring up of like oh my gosh like I really like connecting with people in this way or oh my gosh this really like just generally annoys me you're not doing it this just fun fact about me or whatever and like it has been received pretty well and and I mean like I'm not in a serious relationship with anyone so like it's just people I'm getting to know that I'm like just sharing information about Chatrice hoping that you're storing this in your mind somewhere (laughs) so that Mm -hmm. you can maybe avoid annoying me in the future but I also recognize that everyone annoys everybody at some time at some point and sometimes you just have to you have to deal with it and go fill up your own damn Brita filter <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and cuties you know as always do not forget to keep it cute and court with confidence bye, bye. thanks for listening y'all to another episode of courting in color don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Court in Color. That's C-O-U-R-T-N-C-O-L-O-R. Or email us at courtincolor at gmail.com. Head on over to our website at courtingincolor.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to us. Court dismissed. Bye. Work. Vote.